0: But today, if we will, turn with me to 2 Kings chapter 6. I'm going to read seven verses here today in this, this scripture. This is a story of the prophet Elisha in his life. And it's just kind of a story, and I just feel like God led me to this story this week, and it just reminded me of this story, and I looked it up, and and I'm just going to share this, and I'm just going to share a part of this, and, and 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 my message today is going to kind of come from two different stories and two different places. But I feel like God has had both of these in my heart this week, and so I just kind of, as I was preparing, I said, well, I'm just going. I started with one way, and I said, well, and then I tied them. i think, i you know, God wants me to put them together today, and so I think God is going to minister to us as a church today, and let us just let's say, let's go to read Second Kings chapter six. Start with verse 1. The the Bible says, And the sons of the prophets said unto Elisha, Behold now, the place where we dwell with thee is too straight for us. Let us go, we pray thee, unto Jordan, and take thence every man a beam, and let us make us a place there where we may dwell. And he answered, Go ye. And one said, Be content, I pray thee. And go with thy servants. And I, he answered, I will go. So he went with them. And when the when they came to Jordan, they cut down wood. But as one was felling a beam, he the axe head fell out into the water, and he cried and said, Alas, master! For it was borrowed. And the man of God said, Where fell it? And he showed she, showed him the place. And he cut down a stick and cast it in thither, and the iron did swim. Therefore said he, Take it up to thee, and he put it on, put out his hand and took it. Today, let us join me in prayer today. Lord, I ask you to touch us and anoint me today, Lord Jesus, this earthly vessel. Lord, I ask you, Lord Jesus, to minister to us today, Lord Jesus, through this word. Lord Jesus, through this message, Lord Jesus, I ask you to draw us closer to you today, Lord, and allow us to put our our strength in in you today, Lord Jesus. And, Lord, I ask you to minister to everyone that's under the sound of my voice today, Lord. Allow them to feel your presence, Lord, and allow them to feel a drawing in your life from from you, Lord Jesus, and touch them and anoint them today in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. The story, as I read, as we find Elisha, and you know this group of prophets, and uh, the, you know they, was, they decided to go cut down some wood to build this place, build this thing, and they wanted to cut down some wood. And as they went, and Elisha told them to go, and they they encouraged the man of God to come with them, and they asked him to come. And when he came to with them, and they came, and they began to to chop down these trees. And so I felt like, you know, this is a message that's something I know a little bit about, so I feel like I can talk about chopping down trees, So but cutting down trees. So it, it, and, and so in the story, you know, the story, they're cutting down trees. And while they're cutting down this tree, one of the axe heads came off the handle of the axe, and it went into the water. and, in, and the, But the, one of the things about the axe head, the axe was a borrowed axe. And here this man was worried about how he was going to repay for this axe that he just this tool that he had just just lost and you know and so here here he looks to the man of God and he says he says you know what are we going to do just put this kind of our words what are we going to do about this and the man of God says where did it fall where did it fall into the water at you know where he, so they he brought him to the bank of the water where it fell in and where it went in and and so when you find yourselves looking at that you know finding he says bring him back to there and that's where the miracle says and then the, the, he said he cut a, cut a stick and threw it in the water and the iron did swim there you know so he said he'd take it up and so he got the axe head back and put it back on the axe but you know when we look at the story you know the story when I read this story every time I remember I remember one time in my life me and, me and, me and Sister Cricket was she on our anniversary and we took this anniversary trip and we went down on the Swanee River and down from fanning springs and we put in the boat and we was fishing in the river and she bought me this brand new fishing rod for for our anniversary and we was fishing and we had went down and we decided to move up the river and as we turned the boat around the, the the rod was sticking over the side of the boat and the the limb caught the line and pulled it over in the water and it went down and, and so the brand-new reeling rod, it went in the water. So my tool was gone. My fishing tool was gone. So so here it was. You know, it didn't matter where it went in the water. And I'm here to tell you that it did not swim like this axe head did because our, our trip was kind of put to a halt because my tool, my fishing rod, had fell over in the water, and it was lost, and it was gone forever. And so sometimes in life, you know, we find ourselves in these predicaments. We find ourselves, you know, Everything going just fine. And all of a sudden, something happens. We lose something. As they were working and cutting the trees, the axe head came off and went into the water. They wondered how they were going to finish this job. You know, the, the, one of the things was is the axe head was a borrowed axe, so he was worried about how he was going to replace this axe. But another thing he was worried about is how am I going to finish this job without this axe? Without this this tool, how can I finish this job? You know, all was good, but with one swing, off came the axe. And I know I found myself in life, you know, seemed like everything was going just perfect. You know, everything in life, and then all of a sudden, just like that. Just one little slip, one little thing, one something just happened out of our control, and all of a sudden, everything changes. Everyone's life, we all have them times when them axes the axe head and the, the, the you know the axe head of our life, you know, it falls off. And in, in our situation, we all have had that time in our life. And how many of us have found themselves just just trying to fire on, keep on going, you know? Here, this this man had a choice. I mean, he still had the axe handle. He still had what part of the tool? But have we ever found ourselves just swinging the handle? Have we ever found ourselves just swinging? Just still, I mean, he could have kept swinging the axe handle, axe just the same way. I mean, he still had the part he was holding on to. He still had part of the tool. We, but sometimes in our life, we find ourselves just this way. We find ourselves just firing on, swinging on, trying to swing this axe and trying to, trying to make the job happen even though we've lost part of what we really need. We find ourselves sometimes compensating God with our own power. And with our own abilities. Sometimes when we find ourselves, you know, looking at things in life, we look at our, we look at, well, I can just do this on. I was already doing this before, 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 and I feel like we, t- and we sometimes we find ourselves taking on too much credit of what we've done. We find, we take on too much credit of how we've, what we've accomplished in life. And sometimes we find ourselves when, even when God is just kind of like Samson, when Samson and the Spirit of God had left him. He did not realize that. And sometimes in our life, we find ourselves just like Samson. We find ourselves just, just still trying to fire on, trying to keep on just swinging the axe and still trying to do what we was doing before, even though God has left us. It's a poor substitute for us trying to substitute our, the natural for the supernatural. You know, it's, it's not going to accomplish the same thing. There is no substitute for the lost axe head. He could have swung, swung the axe, handle all he wanted to, but he wasn't going to make much damage on cutting down a tree with that with the axe head gone. A church, there's no substitute for a church that is alive. There's not a substitute for a church that's on fire or for the Holy Ghost or for answered prayers or divine healing or even for the passion for the lost. There's no substitute for that supernatural power. It doesn't matter how many times you swing the handle if there's not an axe head on it. It is a fruitless effort. It doesn't matter how many times we we just keep trying to push on how much more effort we put on it. And sometimes in our life, you know, we may still even we may not be lost the complete axe header in our life. We might not be lost the 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 spiritual things in our life, but sometimes, you know, working around, you know, cutting down trees, you know, and sometimes in our life we realize sometimes our axe may just get dull. And, and today, you know, I don't. We don't cut down trees with axes no more. But we have, you know, we have hydraulic machines that cuts down trees, and we have a, a a saw head that has a that has sharp teeth on it, and it spins with high rate of RPMs, and it and it just cuts through the trees. And so, in times though, but when them teeth gets dull, it it, it, it changes the whole out the outlook. Sometimes, you know, when that that saw head will just cut right through the tree, and it just just like going through warm butter. But then, when them teeth starts getting dull, it starts stalling the saw. It starts getting hung up, and it starts getting clogged up because things, and you know, it's, it's not as sharp as it used to be. And sometimes spiritually, we find ourselves just that way. We find us when that sharp edge has came off, and we've got a little bit. Maybe, maybe still not completely lost out. And I feel like that's what Sister Cricket was talking about while I go during the song when we was worshiping. Sometimes, you know, we think about it as regaining, having to come back from sin, but sometimes it may just be. From just being a little bit dulled, you know, in our life, we may be allowed the, the world to dull our edge just a little bit. And as we get dulled just a little bit, if we don't have a sharp tool to work with, we start wasting energy, we start wasting things. And just like with that piece of equipment we run to every day, when you 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 don't put sharp teeth back on it, you it burns more fuel, it takes more longer to do the job. And so that's just how it is in our life. Sometimes when we when we're we're going through life and we're just dull, our spiritual life is so dull. We can't we can't accomplish what we need to. And we we we'll just get back get back sharp. Allow that presence of God to come back into our life and and, and, and sharpen us back up. And we we must need to be a sharp tool and be used by God. Philippians two and thirteen says, For it is God which worketh in you. We can't do nothing alone. We have to have God that works inside of us. The principle of Paul, principle Paul lays down is that God must work in us before He can work through us yes. and He has to be inside of us. He has to be he has to you know take care of the things inside of us before we can be any good to anyone else. We got to get that tool back sharp Amen. before we can benefit anyone else. God had had special purposes for each man to be fulfilled, and each man was unique. And not intimidated of anyone else. We, you know, we are all one person. We are ourself, and how we do something and how God uses us in the situation is going to be different than from everyone else. But He has a unique job for each one of us today. For example, it took God forty years to bring Moses to the place where He could use him to lead people out of the people out of Israel, the people of Israel out of Egypt. I mean, you know. So sometimes in life, you know, it takes some time. God has to mold us and make us into what He wants us to do. Sometimes we get a little ahead of God, and that's when we're using that that dull axe. That's when we're using our dull spiritual life. As Moses tended the sheep during those forty years, God was working on him so that one day He might get work through him. You know, we look at Moses' life. We look at how the great miracles he did. You know, he he. Commanded the Red Sea to part. He, you know, he he struck a rock and water came out of it. And you know, Moses did great things. Gr- Moses wrote the Ten Commandments on the stone. He brought the Ten Commandments back to the people of Israel. But but Moses, for forty years, tended to sheep on a lonely side of a mountain. So we find Moses being developed into what he needed to be. We look at the story of David. He stood up to a giant that towered over him with only a few rocks and a few and a, and a, one sling. But he defeated the enemy, not by his strength or ability, but by the power of God. And so today, when we look at our life, when we look at things in our life, we, we got to not look at it as what we see in our eyes. And I've been saying that for weeks. We can't look at our situation as we're facing through our fleshly eyes. We have to look at it through the power of God and what God can use us to do. First Samuel 17 and 45 is talking about David. He says, Then said David to the Philistine, Thou comest to me with a sword and with a spear and with a shield, but I come to thee in the name of the Lord of the host, the God of the armies of Israel, whom thou hast defied. What David was saying in our terms is he says, come, You come to me with natural tools of warfare but I come to you with the power of God. I'm coming to you with not just, just a sling and these rocks. That's not what I'm to coming with. I'm coming with the power of God. I'm coming with God's anointing on my life, and that's how I'm going to take this battle. Just like David, the battles we face are, are as a giant in natural sense. We look at, little, we look at, the, we look at the, the battles we face, and they're not just little bitty battles. Everything seems like we come against in this world. And I believe in the, as the future comes forward, we're going to face some giants. We're going to face some things in our life that we can't handle on our own. We're going to have to put God first. But with God's anointing on us, we can knock down any, any obstacle to the size down to size. We can knock it down to where we can take care of it. We, God will give us the power. So many times we go into battle just swinging that empty axe handle. So many times we try to take on the situations of our life on our own. Not using what we really got. We don't use the tool that we have in our toolbox. Not even realizing where or even when we lost our axe head. We're in a fruitful battle sometimes in this life. We're in a fruitless battle in this life. And we're losing ground with the enemy. So many times in life we fight, we fight in this battle, but we're, we're on a losing end of the stick. Before it's too late, sometimes in our life, you know, we have, we have to turn. We're gonna have to turn around and say, "Hey, I can't do this on my own. I gotta have God's presence." We we you find it. We need to find it before we go, we'll find it right where we lost it. Just like I said in the the story of the axe head, when they went back to the he had, the the prophet said, "Where did you lose it?" And he carried him right back to where. The last place he saw it, right where it lost him and into the water. And sometimes in life, you know, when we lay down, when we realize that we have lost God, or we realize we've, we've wandered away from God, we need to go back to where we last felt him. We need to go back to where God is at. Well, we know we felt God. We need to get back to that. And we have to get back to the place where we felt him last. And he changed, where we know that he is and changed our life. And we have to get back to the right place with him in life, today we must we must accomplish anything and everything in our life. But we must not just be beating the air. We must not be wasting time and effort. We must get God back in our life. We must get his. his cricket, the songs we sang today, I feel like God put all this together. I believe God was anointing today that He needs. We need to get back to where, and Him in complete control of our life and we need to sharpen our tool today. And the next the story I wanted to talk about is is in Daniel chapter 3. We find a story of where God there's three young men that truly truly had their trust in God. The Bible says that you know they they were the the king was telling them to bow down and worship them. We're talking about the three Hebrew children. And we find them in in the in a, in a, in a Word of God where he's, the king has made this declaration that they must bow every time they hear music or any kind of instrument play. They must bow to, their, to the image of their, their God that they've created. And he says in chapter 3 and verse 15, he says, ye fall down and worship the image which I have made. Every time you hear music, he says, you, must, you fall down and worship the image that I have made. Well, but if ye worship not, ye shall be cast in the same hour into the midst of a burning furnace. And who is that? And this is a statement that he said, the, the, the king says, Nebuchadnezzar says, he says, Who is that God that shall deliver you out of my hands? Shadrach, in verse 16, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said, O king Nebuchadnezzar, we are not careful to answer thee In this manner, what they're saying is, we're not going to have to think about what we're going to say. We're going to answer this, and he says, "If it be so, our God, whom we serve, is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace, and He will deliver us out of the thine hand, O King." And verse 18 tells us right here where where these three young men really stood with God, and he says, "But if not, he says, he's going to deliver us out of your hand, and he can. He we know that he is able." to keep us from going to the burning, burning furnace. But he says, but if not, be it known unto thee, O king, that we will not serve thy gods, nor worship the golden image which thou hast set up. So what these, these young men said, they knew where their tool was at. They, they, their tool was sharp. They knew where God was at, and they trusted God with everything in their life. They trusted him with their life. Because they said, if, if king, O king, we know that he can and that's how we are. We know that He can deliver us. We know He can heal us, but we got to have the same. Go ahead and have that same spirit that that um, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego had. We got to have that same spirit. But if He doesn't heal me, or if He doesn't remove this situation out of my life, I'm still gonna trust Him. I'm still gonna put Him first, and I'm going still. He's still gonna be in my life, and. You know, when we keep reading in the scripture in the book of in chapter three, on through this story, we find Nebuch- the king Nebuchadnezzar was full of fury. You know, this made him angry. You know, he he knew God, he knew God in, in the air, but beforehand, you know, he had a relationship of some sort with God. He knew the power of God, but you know, your thought was, "Well, this their faith would have should have changed him a little bit, or they this faith their faith should have, you know." Brought him back to where he, you know, gave him some conviction, you know. But it didn't, and it made him, he made him angry. And then it changed the way he looked at Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And he says, therefore, I command that they heat the furnace seven times more than it would be heated. And what he was saying is, you know, he said, we're heating this furnace seven more times. we put seven times more fuel to this fire. You know, and I read a commentary about this, and I was reading that, and what it was saying is, you know, him heating the fire seven times hotter. It was not going to make their punishment no worse. Because when they got thrown in the fire, I mean, they were going to die. I mean, so it didn't matter. It wasn't going to make them die that much faster, really. You know, I mean, hot, the fire's hot. Fire, you get thrown into a burning furnace, you're going to die pretty fast anyway, so it's not going to... So it's not going to increase the the punishment, you know, in their life. But he, that it just shows how much anger he had. He wanted to make sure. Actually, it probably would have speeded up the process. The less, be less, you know, punishment or less, you know, agony, agony, because it would kill them that much faster because the heat was so much hotter. But you know, when we read that story, you know, we feel like, and, I, and I've always never really looked at it that way. But he did, you know, he he didn't. He was trying to intensify the punishment, or what he was really trying to do is. Is saying how much he hated their their attitude. Right. How much he hated their God. Because he said, Let's just do this. We're gonna make sure this this takes them out. This makes sure. But it didn't really do anything to increase their punishment. But what it did do was increased when God delivered them. Yeah. It made that testimony that much more. Right. Because he had heated the heated the furnace seven times hotter. Than normal when he puts people in the furnace. So here he is. He did it, but, but God, you know, we know the story. We know the end of that story. We when he throw through the men into the fire. The Bible says he says was didn't we throw three and he says no. He says I see four, and one of them is the, is the appearance of the Son of God. And so here we find them walking and they're walking around freely in the fire and they walk out of the fire. You know, we so we we find that you know we so we we look at that story. You know, sometimes in life when the the heat's getting turned up on our life. We, the, the you know, the, the trial we're going through is getting seem like the fire's getting seven times hotter or, or something like the seven times worse in our life. You know, sometimes God may be just making where his testimony or where our testimony is gonna be that much more greater. You know, when we look at things, you know, we we hear that word cancer, or we hear something in our life and we like, Lord, why am I having to go down this road? Maybe God's carrying us down this road to where our testimony, because here these men's testimony was way more greater. It would have been great of testimony just to be able to walk out of the fire. Mm -hmm. That was a great testimony. That was an awesome testimony of what God did. But because the king heated it seven times hotter, that made it seven times more of a miracle. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes in our life when we think we're going through something and we think God is trying to destroy us or we think the enemy is trying to destroy us and we think God is allowing him to destroy us, he may be just carrying us to a place. Maybe carrying us to a place that our testimony will be great. The Bible says that this testimony came forth, and when they walked out, of the three men walked out out of the burning furnace. Nebuchadnezzar came near the mouth, and he looked at him. He said that the Shadrach, Meshach, and was and, and the Most High God come forth. And he tells them to come out of the. Let's get down to my notes. He told them to come out of the the, the burning furnace. And he looked at him. He says, "Therefore, I make a decree that every people, nation, and language which speak anything amiss against the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego shall be cut into pieces, and their houses shall be made a dunghill, because there is no other God that can deliver after this sort." Amen. Here, the king has now changed his tune. Here, in the beginning, you know, he said in the very in the first scripture I read, he said. Um, he says, who is that God that shall deliver you out of the hand, out of my hands? And then in the last scripture that I read, he says, but because they're God, there is no other God that can deliver after this sword. So here I hear, sometimes, you know, our life we go through things when we allow God to, the power of God to be used in us. We trust God with that anointing and trust God with that power. We find ourselves, you know, might be being that greater testimony. Might be in that greater anointing, and I believe today in the last these days, and it doesn't matter what the election happens. It doesn't matter. I feel like in the in, in the near future, because there's Bible prophecy coming forth every day, in the news headlines for m- multiple years and before this, and I feel like that you know we're going to face some of these Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego trials. We're going to face some trials that we're standing at the mouth of the furnace, and we're going to have to say. Do we really trust the power of God in our life? Are we really going to trust him to take care of us? Does it matter if the king's heating the furnace up seven times hotter? We're going to stand at trials, and I feel like, and I'm not being, trying to be too prophetic because I'm not to feel like I'm a prophetic preacher, but I feel like the, if the Bible's true and we know it's true, we're going to stand at some of these trials. We're going to stand at trials in our life that we're, where we're going to have to make a decision. Are we going to trust God in this or are we going to go with the world? We're going to go with the with the, go the, with the flow. And so today, you know, every decision we make may be that type of a decision. We don't know what the, each decision we make goes down the road. And so today I ask us today, we must trust the power of God. And trust his anointing in our life today. As I begin to close, let's just stand today and let's just look at our life today. And let's just sit and I feel like God is really. Wanting to press this home today is we got to trust the power. We got to trust his anointing in our life and we got to go for him. Let us pray right now that God will touch us today. Lord, I ask you, Lord Jesus, right now.